Today's podcast, and indeed the album which today we celebrate, is dedicated to the memory of Michael McGlynn. Michael McGlynn, or Mr. Producer, as he was affectionately referred to by his partner Meg, unexpectedly left us early in 2023. His impact on not only Tiptoe Giant's small but mighty album, but across an array of children's artists, was always met with wholehearted affection and dedication to the music and its artists. He was a true believer in the magic in all of us and possessed a well-celebrated and documented ability to draw out that magic he so fondly observed. Today, discussion centres around Michael's last work, a work we're all the much richer for having in our lives. Today we talk the biggest of emotions to the smallest of places as we chat to Meg, Lee and V of Tiptoe Giants on Benny Asking People Questions. Benny Asking People Questions is proudly supported by Major Minor Music Australia, who wish to thank the people of the Gadigal Nation on whose lands all their work is done. If you'd like to know more, then head along to mmma.com.au. There is a quote from David Bowie currently floating around the internet where he suggests, and of course I'm paraphrasing because I'm not David Bowie and would never try to be him, but basically he says that it's important for an artist to feel uncomfortable, feel out of their depth when they work, for it's the only place where real innovation can exist. Today's guest, I feel, epitomise this by the way they see their craft. It's simply... It's simply always about moving forward, finding out what is new, what there is to explore, and this is no more prevalent than in the recent months with their recent release of singles, albums, and a slew of high-profile collaborations. Having seen them perform several times, they are a band where nothing is left to chance, but rather a meticulous journey of respect, skill, and musicianship provided for the children in their audience. I truly, honestly could go on for a very long time about these three because they mean that much to our industry, but I won't. You can. Because we aren't here. (laughs) No, we aren't here to hear from me. So please welcome to the stage, i.e. the floor of my studio, uh, Meg Lee and V of the Tiptoe Giants. Wow, Benny. Benny. Thanks, Benny. What an intro. Yeah, anyway, that's great. Can we just talk about Little Little River Runs? Sure. Oh, my God, I can't. I can't stop. I can't cope with this song. I, I can't cope with it, basically. Um, and I just, I just, even at the age of turning 50 in a month, even at the ripe old age of 50, I still just have not developed the skills or the ability to cope with it. Too many verses. Too it's many too amazing. No, it's just too <laughs> amazing. And it's only ever happened once before, and that was with Angie Hu and Claudia Robin Gunn's Baby Echidna song. Just for the sake of just at least putting me at ease and just so we can move on can you just start from the from the email or the phone call you made through to when you recorded and released that song because it is just even though everything that's been happening in your world in the last couple of years has been quite extraordinary this song is it is one of a million this Thanks, song Benny. we love it it's very special v, it's, why don't you start yeah you start because it was oh. with you and rue actually okay so this song started in the kitchen <laughs> with my husband Reuben. We were just talking and Rue's a, um, 
Oh, Rue is a Steiner kid by heart. He went to a Steiner school yeah, his right. whole life in New Zealand. And we were just talking about... And so often he'll talk in a way that's very poetic and that mm. I love and that I pick up on things and I'm like, oh, I like that. Let's use that. Let's steal that. Um, and I was just saying something about... a No, he started. He said something about a little river runs to the sea. And then um, I was like, oh, I like that. That's a That could be a song. And it started from that that little seed and then we talked about the good brown earth Mm. and the river running through the good brown earth and then I put something together and it's actually quite different to what came out I guess I sent it to Lee and Lee was like needs to do this needs to do this needs to do this (laughs) I can't dance to this where's my Um, movements here (laughs) it was it was pretty beautifully formed in its first um iteration though like the first voice memo we got from you was lovely Thanks. Yeah. Um, but it definitely developed evolved, and sure, evolved sure. And, um, and became this cumulative song that we wanted it to be like a memory game as well for kids but also have this beautiful imagery in it. Um, and so I guess that's how it evolved. And then I just went, oh, I'd love Josh Pike to sing this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a... And your I've husband go, oh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds... <laughs> Great. Yeah, you can totally get him. I mean, I'll look after the kids. (laughs) Ruben's actually a beautiful singer too. And um, he introduced me to Josh's music, actually. So um, it was kind of this, like, oh, that would be a really nice voice to have on this song. And I just Instagrammed him and said, hey, Josh, I love... I love what you do. Amazing, right? got this great track. <laughs> exactly. Check it out, man. Yeah. Lol. Would you listen to a song if I sent it to you? And he wrote back straight away and was like, yeah, sure. Wow. And he's just been such a champion like that ever since in terms of, you know, Not he does anything. and he does champion kids' music. And, um, he's I think really... he's also, he's having small amounts to, of dealings with him through my, I think one thing about Josh that stands out is um, I think he works really highly on instincts and I, I get this feeling that he knows when he knows and when yeah. he doesn't he's just like, no, it's not going to happen. But I think when he's, I don't know, if I get that yeah. sense I think that there's something it. happens and then when he's on it he's yeah. like, I'm on it now. Yeah, you've got so. good instincts there. Like even our workflow with Josh, we, mm. like you said in our introduction, we're quite meticulous and we like really maybe overthink from time to time and we really like dig deep and drill down. And Josh, very, very intuitive. So he'll, mm. we'll put, you know, A, B and C on the table and he'll just be like, mm, B. <laughs> and he'll be really happy with B and that will be it. Mm. He's got he's got really amazing confidence in his instincts. So and, pays off. and he's a beautiful collaborator. Everything just felt mm. easy and open and it was a gorgeous and, experience. And how long how many sessions were there? Or was it really just the one session recording? There was one like kind of writing workshopping session which was super fun. Um, and then we started recording pretty much. Yeah. yeah. A little river runs to the sea. Flowing free, what a sight to see. Little river runs through the good brown earth. Flowing, flowing to the sea. Along little river, there's a bank of sand. Where water meets land, what a sight to see. A bank of sand where little river runs through the good brown earth. Flowing, flowing. 
the bank of sand. Yeah, he played around behind the scenes. Um, Mike had sort of started a little bit of building of a musical arrangement and um, Josh sort of took took that over and started um, making his own because he stepped in to yeah. fill a void there. Um, Mike, Mike would have produced the song, but Josh very kindly and very enthusiastically stepped in um, and he took over the production. So he started building the track and we did a bit of to and froing of feedback on the track remotely. And then we came together, recorded all the instrumental mm. parts, all the vocal parts, did all the performances, all the butt tapping and the thigh slapping and all that stuff. He plays a banjo. He plays the banjo. It's actually a... A, a banjo tar. It's banjo something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very clever little hybrid instrument. Mm. Um, but yeah, we, we laid everything down and then did a bit more to and froing remotely, came back together for one final sort of arrangement sweep through where we, we lent our opinions and collaborated beautifully on, on the arrangement and the mix and then mastering and release. How, it was really, really quick. How did it feel? Because well, actually, that's really good call, because it didn't seem to have anything to do with the album, and then all of a sudden it's out, and it sort of... It didn't have anything to do yeah, with the album. Yeah, it just was out. Um, yeah, it just was... Just a little standalone, joyful project. Yeah. Oh, yeah. mate, it is standalone. Thank you. It's <laughs> just <laughs> normal. Like, Julius, I, I mean, I, I can't... Uh, yeah, I'll just, okay, great, thanks for that story, that's excellent. Talk about this album and where you are now because I was sort of looking at the lineage and sort of what led us to here and I was revisiting the other albums and in I think sort of before we sort of hit into this run of songs um, like the bubble song and things and excuse my, I have the sh- my memory's terrible so I will just say things like the bubble song oh good but I know it's not okay. called that <laughs> um, we call it the bubble song yeah, yeah, yeah there you go um but in 2021, you had the Five Little Bunnies, which is which is lovely. It's a really lovely song, but it feels it was just to sort of keep you out there in the minds of people and to keep you present and alive and, and um, still out there. I think it was there. mostly for Easter. Yeah, the yeah. Bunny song was just our own little, like, quick release. Yeah. Play around. We've with, been doing that behind the scenes. Yeah, we were playing around with what it would be like to um, do all the production and stuff mm. ourselves oh, yeah. with right. the gear we had. It was just a little side project for an Easter release and to dabble into the adaptation of the nursery rhyme mm. world, which seems to be pretty popular. Um, and I think there's so much worth in that for artists to get views on YouTube mm. and plays on Spotify, but our heart is truly in making this, like, authentic Well, music. that's the thing, because then we have you explode out of that into the yeah. pop sensation that you are. And I use pop with the, with the, with the dearest love. I don't – I'm not – please please allow me to use that word because I just feel like it's the best description, but it's but – it's, Oh, it's it not a dirty from, word. It comes no. from uh, a lot of respect. Thanks. Um, which you basically came out with Outside Time – and then I need to squeeze. Need to squeeze. Which I need to squeeze is on the album, I yeah. believe. But both of them are. Yeah. Both of them are. Yeah. Outside time on the album. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, 
But that seemed to feel like there's this new launch for you into this whole new thing, starting with predominantly, I think, the real arrangements and things that you started creating and this real distinct sort of sound. Am I, and it's highly possible I'm reading too much into it all, but was there this, Is because you'd had the two hours prior to that, which was still very tiptoe and very um, uh, I, I, traditional, but not, you know, still sort of, it's almost like you discovered what kids' music could be while still sitting in the same themes, and you went, okay, it can be bigger and broader and larger and more, it could be more universal. Um, a big influence with this album and our evolution of our sound has been working with Mike, Michael, Michael McLean. Um, so Outside Time was our, like, tester project working with him and... Like the song speaks for itself, Mike's mm. written all over it. Um, but we still, in some ways, pulled back from that influence again with the rest of our songs. Because we, we still, like you actually, in one of your, I think the previous podcast or a review, you referred to our song as having space for the children to walk through and explore and hear all the instruments. And that really resonated with us. And we kept on having to say, Mike, leave the space for the kids to wander through. Um, so we wanted to, we believe that that is a, like a characteristic of tiptoe mm. sound that we want to maintain. And so there are these bigger arrangement songs like Outside Time, I Need a Squeeze. Mm. Oh, I Need a Squeeze is pretty clean. Yeah. Oh, that's um, a thin texture, but it's really effective. Mm. But yeah, Outside Time was massive. Bubble, but we, Hand to Hold is enormous. That's yeah. a whole big band that's that we've insane, created. Yes, yeah. Yeah. But then we wanted to make sure <laughs> that there was that balance between <laughs> those bigger arrangements and the more simple ones. Because mm. um, I think there's value in both. My body's feeling fuzzy and I think I might need a squeeze to make me feel alright when I'm under pressure I need some pressure I need a squeeze wrap me in your arms please a squeeze I need a squeeze and I'll tell you where to stop yeah I think even though like the like beginning with um outside time and things like it did and obviously Mike it's it it, 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 it it's almost like it, it grew bigger but not adding anything to it it just consumed a wider space which almost makes it more joyful to walk through because there's so much clarity within this enormous mushroom yeah. of sound that's going on but it really just feels like a big this is this is who we are not who we are now but this is what we've progressed onto and like I said at the start you know that that idea that you you need you create your best when you're on the edge and you're feeling uncomfortable. Totally. It'd be really sad if our music wasn't evolving. Like we want to grow as a band and as individuals and what our offering is. And so I'm relieved mm. that you say that because otherwise we would just be yeah, in a, a boring comfort <laughs> yeah. zone. But even from day one, I mean, we, we, all our songs had a thing. Every song has a flavour. Every song has a colour yeah. and a different objective. Mm. And 
we're quite um, dedicated to making sure the sonic quality of a song really honours whatever its objective might be. And a lot of our songs, even from our first album, but especially on this third album, Small But Mighty, the objective is very profound, very mm. particular. Mm. And um, this actually stretched Mike a lot, talking about you know being stretched out of comfort zones, um, to really honour the objective of the song and be careful with it because mm. it's so easy to stray. Um, and I, f I feel really proud of how we've managed to extend ourselves sonically and be a bit more experimental and mm. courageous while still being incredibly careful. Yeah, and I mean, that was kind of one of my next questions. Like, let's start at the top with Small But Mighty, but to talk us through <clears throat> what you wanted to achieve, which, you know, I um, right at the top there's this line in it, uh, if I do all I can, I'm my own biggest fan. <laughs> And that's kind of straight out of the gate and one of the first things that you sort of say out loud. And that is the album, essentially, isn't it? It's not It's not about... I don't think it's as simple to just say it's an album about loving yourself. It's just about an album going, just be kind and just... it's or, or to Be kind to yourself. Just, it's okay. Just whatever you need, just engage in it and be comfortable with it. That's definitely one of the themes, absolutely. The album is a toolkit um, for holistic well-being. Uh, what can you say? That was, yeah, uh, that's pretty good um, summary. And drawing on V's music therapy and Meg's education um, to support it. But, yeah, it was a very deliberate, intentional album and Small But Mighty kind of came about as an anthem or like a theme song for the band. Our name, Tiptoe Giants, has that um, mm, juxtaposition small. of big and small and we call our listeners Little Giants. Mm. And so that's how the song developed. Mm. What is a Little Giant? A Little Giant is someone who um, knows how to believe in themselves and who their voice is validated, their ideas are validated. doesn't matter that they're kids. They're important. What they have to say and what they feel and what they think is important. So that is what that song's about, mm. and it's about what our music is about. Small but mighty, small but mighty, small but mighty. Yeah, I'm a little giant. I've got a giant heart. I've got a giant heart. So much to give. So much to give. I've got big ideas. I've got big ideas. For how we all can live. how we all can live lives. If I'm doing all I can. Um, before we get too much into the album, I mean, it's, I kind of, I feel like this need to do this at the top. We need to just acknowledge Mike's handprint on this music. Yeah. Um, it's, was it, was it because you're all so clear on the things you want to achieve and what you want to do. Was it hard to invite somebody in who was providing a very different perspective, not different, but a real progressive perspective on it? Was that good or bad or tricky or moments of wonderfulness or moments of like, oh, my God! E, all of the <laughs> above. All of the above. <laughs> um, it was a beautiful process because yeah. we tried it with Outside Time and that had so much flow, but mm. the song was big and lent itself to Mike's magic touch. And I think that um, it took a lot of back and forth and feeling around, but by the end of it, Mike got the tiptoe ethos. He 
I feel like he evolved in mm, his totally. approach as well. We all learned together. We all grew together. He became like a fourth tiptoe. Um, so he fought like with us, like a fourth <laughs> tiptoe and he loved the project with all his heart, like a fourth tiptoe. Yeah. And yeah. when he really believed in a, like a sonic sound that should happen in a song and we were like, umming and ahhing about it. Like he'd, he was, he'd push for it. Yeah. yeah. He was really part of the process with mm. us and he helped us really pave that new sound i guess of ours it really yeah. you know that's we also we hadn't previously given um a producer or an engineer that much license either yeah. so yeah. for him i think the experience was that he had less li- license than usual and yeah. for us yeah. we gave we usual. gave yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um good way of putting it. We, we've been very um very hands-on with our product our mm. own production and we've just needed you know, the technical professionals to help us bring mm. our our music to fruition from a technical perspective and with all the gear and stuff like that. But from arrangements and production perspective, we've always had a lot of ownership. And for us, it was a stretch just mm. to bring mm. in that other thing. But our connection with Mike was profound and really organic. And mm. I mean, I, I think that's the thing, though, often when people bring in a producer, I mean, I do it, is is because I'm on my own and stuck in the corner of my room and have no idea what's good anymore and you just need yeah. someone else to come in and go, I know you think that's amazing, but that kind of sucks. <laughs> and I know you think that sucks, but that's kind of kind amazing. amazing. Um, whereas I guess the advantage potentially with the three of you is that you all are so strongly skilled in the things you are skilled at that the three of you can come up with these complex things in the comfort of your own Yes, and we've already gone through so much of the workshopping Mm. uh, process before it's landed in a producer's lap. Um, So, yes, it was hard for Mike and it was hard for us. Um, but it was exciting. But it was all worth it. It was and a good kind of heart. Yeah, it was a, it an got extension. better and better. And yeah. It was so special by the end. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so we are going to start at the top then as we talked about um, the line, if all I can do, um, I'm my own biggest fan. Now, we did touch on this um, pop sort of idea and um, I think different is okay is a really good example of this. Um, can I? What are, what are the? Although I must say, like it's a really beautifully embraced song. Except there is a line where you say, "We poop, we laugh, and we all have a name." <laughs> is that one of the lines? In yeah, we poop, we, we laugh, we, we have a name. All I could hear We're that was, was somebody going, "I have a name!" <laughs> like everyone <laughs> laughing at the fact that they just went to the toilet and going, "I have a name." Um, anyway, but what, there's a lot of guest vocalists on that. Thing, yeah. so talk us through the importance of those people. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I guess another part of this album is showing that deep respect for kids and part of that is representing kids and having themselves seen. Um, so this song in particular has that lived experience um, part to it and we just didn't feel like that was our story to tell. Um, we, we brought in a neurodiverse artist and... Um, Steph, who's a bilateral amputee and um, a non-binary artist as well, because we wanted kids to feel seen mm. and not that we were telling the story for them. Yeah, and it's their story and to tell. Exactly. And that's the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah and it doesn't and it doesn't make it the other. We're not. It's not 
We didn't yeah. want to be singing about someone else. We wanted them to be singing about themselves. Yeah, yeah. And even um, the kids that sing on our album as well, there's neurodiverse kids as well who sing on that and one of the little boys who sings the in the verse for the um Sasha's Sasha's brain works in a special way um that's a music therapy kid of mine who mm. was non-verbal until he was about four or five years old wow. and then he sang a whole verse of a yeah. song and and one of the other singers um you know she lives with disability in her household one of her parents is disabled physically disabled yeah and um yeah very personal yeah. stories yeah so it was about i guess just providing a yeah having a song that really um gave that lived experience and had children feeling like zally's at the park and she loves to race her wheelchair zooms and she wins first place smile say hi as she rolls by give it a try different kids different and that's okay we're all a little different in our own way different kids different and that's okay we're all a little different in our own way stands out to me about that story and I kind of got a bit of a hint obviously through Mike about you know the meticulous journey of this album and the thing about like you're talking about those extra people coming in on and and sharing their world because that's where it needs to be was was this album one of those albums where you just went we're not compromising on anything Oh, we it evolved. Like, and I, what I mean by that, I mean like, no, this is because you've also got some big names on. You've got people like Joff Bush, um, obviously the Listies. You, you know, you collaborated with Josh recently. I mean, are you are you finding yourself, particularly with this album, in one of those positions where you're just like, no, this is just this is what it has to be. And yes, it's gonna take a while, and it's probably gonna be money we don't have, but this is just the vision, and we have to stick to it. Or did you still find yourself going? Which that's we can't afford, or we can't do that. Or probably it's just more too the hard. probably more the latter. We were really lucky that the guests who did play with us on just this album, they did it with open hearts and generosity mm. and no diva requests or demands. They mm. they liked what what the demos were and they joined happily. And we didn't have to. Um, even entertain those kind of mm. discussions. But what about musically, though? Is there still elements that you just went, no, that's how it has to be, we've just got to make sure until we get it right? Or Yeah, no. we did. Oh, sort we... of. It was also very much, you know, everyone's input is really authentic mm. and but, really themselves. Yeah. But we didn't proceed with Different Is OK until we found, like, until we had three artists yeah. who represented those yeah. three verses. And then we worked on those verses with those artists to make sure that it felt authentic and we re- yeah. rewrote those verses even um, to make sure that that, yeah, that felt true to their experience. And um, so, yeah, we didn't kind of... So, yeah, yeah but the, you, you, you're clear we of what the objective was, and that objective is throughout the whole album. And, yeah. <clears throat> and when Everyone... I'm saying compromise, I didn't really mean financial, I just mean, like, 
you you have a very clear vision of how you want this particular thing to be and it's like I can't compromise on that because the song is going to lose a lot of its value if we don't. A little a little bit. I don't know. It was a really interesting journey, this album, because when we conceived it, we actually had intended to write an album of pure mantras and pure affirmations, mm. really simple lyrical fragments that repeat and cycle and that was our mission statement for mm. that album so we actually failed on our mission because there are so many words <laughs> on this album um, and so many verses and so many stories being told but I'm so glad that we yeah. that we didn't fit the you know Matt meet the original brief because what it's become yeah. is something extraordinary that we're so proud of. that's the beauty of any, any sort of creative thing isn't it is you, you sort of is, is being able to get to the end and go that's not what I <laughs> thought it would be, and that's amazing, and it's, yeah. it's yeah. a whole new yeah. level. But people like Steph, for instance, she volunteered mm. because she genuinely is on a mission to change lives. She is the most inspiring mm. woman. You have to dig deep into her world. Stephanie Rodriguez, yeah. she's on like socials as Digital Goddess with one D, D on Goddess, I think. Yeah, she's phenomenal and it was an it's a real privilege mm. to have her on board the project and she just did it because she cares yeah and she wants if she can change another life she wants to and she wants it to happen with children mm. with with these young open hearts um so yeah it it there was no compromise or anything she like she came yeah. willingly because she also believed in the mission mm. same as us and and what we put to her resonated with her she yeah. was really mm. impressed with it and really loved it and no question she was just in so looking from the perspective of an entire album of mantras but it ended up having two and it was a repeat <laughs> um the 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 second version of the mantra where you have the the real withstrained, withheld version, the quiet version, mix. Not, the, not the not the dance version. Yeah, um, was that the more original version? And you kind of went, I just feel like we need, like, how did that come about? Because they both, because what what's really beautiful about the the gentle mix for me is it is it does make the I and the we and the 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 they more prominent and there's something really special about using those words and it was really strangely disarming it almost forced well didn't almost it completely made me want to reflect on others mm. as opposed to myself whereas the first one the first version is is still just as lovely but you're just kind of going woo yeah whereas the second one I kind of went oh actually yeah let's let's think about other people well there's that space right there's that space Mm. to walk around the song um and i'm so glad you mentioned that because a lot of what we've said so far about you know the title track small but mighty and a lot of um you know the thinking behind the album um sounds very um individualistic and very very focused on the self and and Mm. one's own experience but actually there is something so social and so um community so much more community oriented in the album and it's not just about having a deeper and more more healthy and organic understanding of yourself and your individuality but it's about mirroring that in other people and in celebrating mm. it acknowledging it accepting it and supporting other people to also find their authentic selves and accept however it is that they're going to live their lives and whoever they are um so it's really important to us that you've found that song and found the meaning in that song and how it's not just about the individual, mm. it's about the other as well. But that also comes back to the lyrics of the whole 
album because there's sometimes you're speaking on behalf of yourself and then there's sometimes you're speaking on behalf of the child or mm-hmm. speaking to the child or from the child. But they can also change in the actual song. The song can drift between the two. Um, yeah. was, is that is How intentional is that or is that just this is what fits, this is what works? It's intentional. It's very intentional. Yeah. Yeah. We changed a lot of the... Um, yeah. Like in Candle Song, um, originally I think we had a you know, As you, third person, yeah. and then we decided it would be more me, I, this is my yeah, story, yeah. because that's more applicable for a child to then go and take that song and use it for their own self-regulation, which is exactly what we want. We want children to be harnessed with these tools to be able to go and do that themselves. I hold my fingers out in front of me. I wiggle my five twinkling candles. I let my breath in. I blow my breath out. One by one as each candle goes out. One, two, three, four, five. I can make myself feel calm Two mixes for Worthy Mantra. So the first one we wanted it to have that um, sort of concentric growth. It starts with you and me, and then mm. it's this community. And then I don't know if you noticed, but in the repeat of the them and us, the echo swaps. So they are no, us, I didn't. Hang and on, let me we pause. are them. Yes, I did pick up. <laughs> <laughs> So again, it's that that growing community and wow. concentric circles, and then in the gentle mix, um, we wanted it to have that acoustic feel. Um, maybe when a child is feeling like meeting them at a different emotional state. Um, so the first, the big track is dancey and uplifting and the second one yeah. meets a child when they might be in a lower more vulnerable emotional it feels it feels like the first one feels like a group of people all kind of enjoying each other and hanging out and the second one feels like you know that scene in ghostbusters where they open the ghost thing and that massive big comes out and it captures the ghost and pulls it back in it's almost like a reverse of that where there's just this massive explosion just pouring out from an individual's chest that's kind of taking in everything Mm. um yeah the gentle one actually was recorded after everything else it was our last thing that we recorded and I think it came from that we were doing these sessions at a pop-up where we were we were workshopping the song and we were teaching the song because it has accompanying Auslan sign that we yeah, do with it. They're like music classes. And yeah. we were just, we weren't doing it with the backing track because we wanted to be able to... Um, Take the time, learn the signs. Mm. Exactly. And we found it so powerful, that song, when we just did it with an acoustic it guitar. many parents to tears. Yeah, really and so we song. actually went... I think we need to do it a, a version yeah, okay. that's different yeah. and that um, 
honors this kind of more intimate mm. space because it does hold this really intimate space for you know it's a song for parents as well it's a song to remind them yeah. do you want to tell the story it's, it's of how very much a song, song for parents so my sister-in-law Nadine who is a co-writer on this song and actually the original seed came from her um she my niece her daughter is um really high needs autistic and she's a very special child but um when you're when you're parenting um in a, in a situation that you had, hadn't ever expected and you're challenged as a parent in ways that you had never imagined, um, you also absolutely need that reminder of how special, how loved and how worthy you are too. And Nadine would sing our little Sasha this song um, on the way to school in the car very gently. Um, and it was a trade. It was, mm. Sasha, I'm singing to you. You are loved. You are worthy. You are special. You are you. And then Nadine would remind herself, mm. I am loved. I am worthy. I am special. I am me. And it was very much not just about the child. Mm. It's this, and this album is not just about the children. It is about everyone in our community and everyone in our worlds. Um, and I actually remember the day that we we demoed the gentler mix and you played it for your kids Vinny and Laz in the car and you messaged us I remember getting that message you messaged us and said Vinny's been crying she said that's the most beautiful thing she's ever heard <laughs> <laughs> Megan V can't look at anyone when we perform this no, they're like I'm, it, we've had to swap lines yeah. because I start like getting teary yeah. and so Meg takes over the the line that I was about to sing or vice versa so what I'm, what I'm picking up from this is for the next 10 minutes um, We're going to be fighting back to you. You are loved, you are worthy, you are special, you are you. I am loved, I am worthy, I am special, I am me. They are loved, they are worthy. say another thing yeah worthy mantra is the most classic traditional mantra but there are other mantra they started as more more like tighter mantras but they've now become sort of affirmations um healthy i love my body i love my body healthy choices chant really repetitive and i can do hard things which is my personal favorite oh my god that's just like (laughs) that's a banger it's just amazing (laughs) Um, which was just good because what it leads me to is we, we, we've, we've spent a long time discussing just the emotional aspect around this album and the emotional aspect of the people involved and things like that. But there is an element, um, Hand to Hold is when it kind of really got me because the thing about Hand to Hold, it was the first time I kind of went, okay, this is a very, when I say traditional tiptoes, I mean it's very much got its foot in that children, you know, hold my hand across the road. It's kind of that stuff. But the arrangement is just, like, insane in that thing. And then, of course, I don't know if I've mentioned um, Little River Runs, but, like, (laughs) the arrangement in that as well. But what really stood out in this album is just the musicality is quite extraordinary. And and Hand to Hold's just... Like, it's nuts. I can can do hard things. Like, it's... it's, This album's very... To help me cross the road I need a hand Hold so I can safely cross the road. I need a hand to 
incident starts to the second it finishes, I hear people really, really deeply in thought on how to present this music. Well, then we're succeeding. Big <laughs> thought yeah. in that. I, I should also point out that I'm a middle-aged guy. I'm not sure if I'm your, your target audience. No, but. You're, not, you're not, not our target audience. So we, we make huge efforts to love our music ourselves. If we want to press play on all our songs mm. and we, we have not made the music um, to sit in, you know, the archetypal children's sonic, you know, landscape we've we've made the album to make music that we love and we want to listen to as well so, so what is the writing pro- how's the writing process changed because the arrangements in this stuff is in this album is tr- just it is a marked step up from what's come before really <laughs> musically i think musically in terms of the f- like what you would do with a verse and how we talked about that space and walking through i think that's that kind of arrangement and orchestrations always been prevalent in everything you do but this album just the actual movement of the tunes and where each song goes to and ends up. I mean, particularly hold, hold, hand to hold. hold. I mean, what's has anything changed? We've just. I think we've just evolved and had more fun experimenting and like given ourselves permission to layer in more things and let the songs have their own individual Mm. journees more. you got a poem. I mean, I tell you, there's just there's randomly. A, hey, there's a poem, poem on all our albums. Each album has a poem. Doesn't we've it? got, yeah. we've got little seedling on color the world, color the world. <laughs> and there's a poem like you have on all your albums. Correct. But this one's really yeah. beautiful and really, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, our previous two poems, um, bang 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 and little seedling. So bang bang was from Little Steps Big Adventures, um, and that's very much about play and being mm. at home and um, being creative with your environment using your imagination. Imagination. Um, and Little Seedling was about the growth cycle and patience and care and, and nurturing something and taking the time to build and grow something. Um, and that's got a gorgeous flute accompaniment. So our, our poems have always had musical accompaniment. Um, but this one was definitely next level mm. um, in both this, the weight of the content how special, yeah, how special the messaging like, is. This one felt like, and, and this you're so going to be offended by this description, but it's, I don't mean it to be offensive. It was like an infomercial on someone going, this is your voice. And, and, and all I could just see was all that animation going, that's an ad. Yeah, it's well, like someone just comes on and goes, this is what your voice is. And um, yeah, which, the, I mean, the God voice really of Lee, Lee's <laughs> beautiful, godly, godly voice. Um, and we toyed around a, a lot with the um, with the musical accompaniment on this. And this is the first time that I really took a back seat um, with the musical arrangement and the production. And I sort of planted a few seeds with Mike and Lee. And I just said, this is sort of what I hear. But you guys go nuts, and they they very much put heads together and surprised me with the final um, yeah, nice. instrumental accompaniment, yeah. which is just glorious. It was mm. the first time Mike and I had ever worked one on one, and we both entered the session kind of at a loss of how to piece together this musical arrangement of a poem, um, and Mike kind of. Um, didn't really want he didn't believe he could do it and so he didn't want to be involved he was like you just tell me what pretty you reluctant and then bit by bit like the seeds came together and it 
we just wove it together yeah. in this in like an hour we had it and we were both like in awe of the process and in awe of the result and so happy it was really mm. it's just so special when things just happen like that it's phenomenally but it special. Feels like the whole album's like that. The, yeah. the album's like really meticulous. And as I said, I, like it, it strikes me as a group of people really giving every ounce of their cognitive skill towards yeah. something. It still feels like it's not something you're all conscious of. It's we're, just when happening. Sa- yeah, when we say we're meticulous, we're not clinical. Mm. We everything comes um, organically, organically, and like with. Like a pu- like staying really true to our intentions and authenticity as people and as a band. Um, so yeah, nothing is forced or contrived or manipulated to fit into a brand that we're trying to claim to be. It's just who we are, what we want to represent, and it just ha- it just happens. And we all yeah. have these different skills that support and build it so mm. beautifully together. What does it mean to have a voice? Vocal cords create sound with rapid vibration. Our words, cries and giggles are communication. But a voice goes beyond chatter and vocalising. There are many great voices. You might find some surprising. We can so we had a weekend away. That's kind of how this album yeah. started, is we had a weekend away yeah, together. Band camp. Band camp. And I remember, like... Yeah, it was yeah. it was the first time we'd done it, yeah. I guess. Most of the and album was written that weekend. Yeah, like, and I remember working on like a demo with headphones on, and I turned around, and you guys had written "I Can Do Hard Things," and, and they were in stitches on the floor. <laughs> they thought it was a joke song, <laughs> and I took my headphones off, and I'm like, "Show me what you're working." It was like, "Should we song. show her?" It's like a bit embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and they showed it to me, and I was like, "Genius!" This is amazing. And we built some body percussion around it and toyed with it a little bit. It's almost nice that you weren't involved in that process because it needed that person to come in from the other end and just to change the whole yeah. thing. This, this is songwriting, right? No, but this, I mean, that's songwriting, you know, it's, it's not just about where the idea came from. It's also about having the idea signed off on yeah. and, and, you know, nurtured and and cared for um so that that was very exciting hearing hearing the start of mm. i can do hard beach things beach meditation and it was also like yeah. that. beach meditation was like that I, that hurt my feelings i felt very <laughs> left out on that I one because it was so beautiful asleep, so. you're not supposed to get to the end of the song yeah. so it's a success <laughs> if you never hear the end of the song yeah but not when you're driving <laughs> <laughs> good point um we need yeah, a disclaimer I, on that song before yeah, it starts yeah, it's totally. not operating heavy machinery operate. beach meditation <laughs> Yeah. No, that that was. But that yeah, was that came together so organically as well. We were just like, I was just tinkering on the guitar, yeah. and we just talk about guitar tinkering. So obviously, "Feel Calm Inside" is very restrained for a Tiptoe Giant song, um, but again, it's also not. I don't mean that in in a bad way. Was it just too obvious to have it so simple, or did you just all did you actually have to find yourselves going? No, we need to make this a simple. No, it was organically just that. But I'm glad you call it a simple song because Meg and I actually, um, no, just fought isn't the right word. So discussed the guitar, (laughs) the guitar part to this. Mike and I very, very, very much 
um, I'd written that guitar line and I really wanted to keep that guitar line Mm. in. And Meg was like, it needs to be simpler. It needs to be simpler. The the first demo she'd sent was was a very plonky, incredibly like just rocking ding dong, ding dong, just a really simple guitar. And that for me, that's very lullaby-ish. Um, that's very relaxing mm. and I this you know broken plucked pattern um, because because of how how it sort of ebbs and flows and the highs and lows of it mm. are syncopated I find that very stimulating mm. um, but I very I was brought around and it's really beautiful <laughs> and, um, so my, it's nicer that you feel that it is like it's what yeah, we're it's hoping still, I mean, that it is. Any simpler than that. But that's another enough. example of like the seed of the song. Um, of course, we workshopped it and we yeah. developed the lyrics and we we tidied up lots of rhythms and things like that. But um, I, I reckon if we went back to listen to our first demo, it it's very true to mm. to the very initial. someone years and years and years and years ago telling me we were in a session or something and they turned around and said oh you've just got demoitis and and I remember just kind of get to, it was like a bolt of lightning I went yes of course demoitis you're so in love with the first thing you hear that anything that's not that you kind of you start questioning if you've pushed it too far. Or yeah. something. Well, that was me on Feel Calm Inside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's it's really like I remember walking around, you know, East Gosford, listening to the demo as though it was ready, album ready. Mm. Well, we you had know, that. I with, loved it. Um, I love my body. So we recorded the demo using like a keyboard. Um, <laughs> That's right. Like in got two keyboard, like the <laughs> reggaeton salsa rhythm. I can't remember samba rhythm. There was, no, there was like a two rhythms. There was like a reggaeton. On and, and a breakdown. No, like, you know those demo things that the, those the cheap, keyboard cheap, auto rhythm. So we have. did it, and then I would like hold down the key for to like break yeah. up the rhythm and then let it go. And so that's how we recorded the demo. <laughs> that loop is on the final. And then, yeah. and then like Mike put this beautiful thing on, and we were like, nah, nah. we want to buy the demo. <laughs> so he like recreated the keyboard. Yeah. Um, have you seen that video floating around of Damon Albarn where he's talking about when he first wrote the Gorillaz song? No. I ain't happy. It's it oh. is it's a cheap keyboard, yeah. and the entire song is yeah. it's it's a preset, and he just oh, kept wow. it just oh, no, like, yeah, straight from that. that. And Sometimes it's meant to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. During lockdown, I um, so if Damon Albarn's doing it, you're in. <laughs> you're in pretty good. Yeah, totally. Um, during lockdown, because I'm a band conductor, we run school music programs and I'm a percussionist and a percussion tutor. And during lockdown, no one knew how to handle teaching during that time. And so I did a session on how to DIY instruments at home to pretend like you've got a full orchestral percussion <laughs> set up, but just from your kitchen. Um, and we made some, I, I just designed and made some toilet roll um, shakers yeah, with um, you know who gives a crap comes wrapped in paper <laughs> so I used the roll and the paper and some rice and some elastic bands and made these shakers and they ended up sounding amazing and those are all over the yeah. album yeah 
Um, but that's actually very original tiptoe like mm. thinking. We wanted everything to be very accessible, very classroom, mm. very at home. And so I love that even on this bigger, more expansive musical album that we've just done, there's still very much mm. the at home DIY found yeah. instruments, things like that. Yeah. Lyrically, uh, I'm going to throw over to you here, V. Um, how present are you in your training on this album lyrically? As in how much music therapy yeah, like kind of... Yeah, it feels brought. like an album that's it's taking all that into consideration and, and yeah, how much of it f- from the word go are you like, this is kind of, how about we aim for this? Yeah, I think every song is always for me that's the first thing I think about is how applicable is this for children developmentally socially holistically ecologically all those things um and there were things as well I go back to a lot of my experience as a music therapist and things that I found missing for kids so kids in preschools or with therapists or educators do a lot of mindfulness work which Mm. is awesome but there weren't heaps of songs to accompany those mindfulness um, activities like this you know a candle candle blowing Mm. technique for um yeah I've seen the clip where you set your fingers on fire yeah (laughs) exactly where I set my fingers on fire (laughs) thanks to Meg she did that clip she made that Um, so you know these are all things that kids are learning Mm. but we all know that um, that when we learn through music, we retain mm. information so much better. Our memory recall is so much stronger when there's music accompanying an activity. So I felt like it was really important to have a song about being able to blow out mm. the five candles on our fingers or being able to ask for deep pressure squeezes or using weighted blankets. Like there was no song about that for kids, but with a song, a kid can actually, there's a, there's a parent who wrote to us to say that, um, her nonverbal son, um, goes, da, 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 to ask for a squeeze, Squeeze, please. you know, he's nonverbal, but he can yeah. sing a melody mm. to ask for a squeeze. That's and amazing. that is like, I think there's everything, often, I think everything. That's, that's a, I think when you're immersed in the education side or the, that side of, I think particularly early childhood kind of ages, it, it's a surprisingly, <clears throat> well, not surprisingly, but it's actually an incredibly forward-thinking industry. Absolutely. And one of the things I personally find is coming from early childhood and things that I just thought everyone talked about and knew about, you come into these other areas and go, oh, hang on, what's everyone doing? What are you doing? This is mm. like 30 years ago. Like, mm. we've, we've progressed so much further from here. Absolutely, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I've had um, lots of ideas from my kids' preschool which is so forward thinking and how Mm. they you know do things and they have mantras for kids and they have you know I'm sure you're the same Lee that you've experienced mindfulness like it has been I think yoga first came on the scene in early childhood 25 years ago yeah you know and it's and and it's not to it's not to say that that isn't a discouragement about the, the content that's being made but just that you we often forget that it is actually an incredibly progressive industry it's just so desperately undervalued which is a whole other podcast 
that people aren't aware of that progression and just what children are actually being exposed to from such an early age. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about the beach song. Oh, can I just expand on the lyrical stuff? Mm. Yeah. Um, this, al- this album was more than our others, which we feel like um, all of our messaging and all of the educational objectives and developmental objectives on our previous two albums were more implicit. Um, we actually really tasked ourselves to be explicit this time. We wanted to not just, um, you know, write a song that makes people want to give each other hugs. We wanted to talk in the song about deep pressure therapy. And so it was very explicit. Um, but all, all of our lyrics and a lot of, a lot of our wordsmith, wordsman Smith comes from Lee, um, but it's all filtered through that mm. music therapy lens that B brings so to the team. why was it so important this time around? Why did you want to...? Um, we, we wanted to just lay it out there. We wanted, we wanted to call spades a spade. We all feel tension. We all, things bubble up for all of us. Here is a strategy. It Let's was more, name it. It was more of a concept album than our previous ones, which were mixed bags. Uh, this one we set out on with a clear mission to create this specific toolkit. So that's, mm. that's how it's different. And it's, it's kind of part one of two. Our next album is all, all the things that didn't make the cut. We had like 20 something, yeah. 20 plus yeah. songs for this album. And Mike was like... I knew. We yeah. can't do them all. Yeah, yeah. I was actually listening to one of our songs on my time. on my run just a couple of on the weekend, and there's this song. I can't wait for you to hear it. Um, and there's so much Mike on that song on one step. It's just like I think that might his might have been his all time favorite tip. I can't song. wait. So there's still one. more Mike to come, which yeah. is beautiful. I can do hard things. Level one. I can do hard things. I can do hard things. Level two. I, I can, can do, do hard, hard things. I can do hard things. Level three. I, I, I can, can, can do, do, do hard, hard, hard things. I can do hard things. Level four. Let's talk about the beach song because the thing about the beach relaxing relaxation song is to me like it's beautiful and I don't really want to get bogged down in the reasons for it. Not that I don't think they matter, but the thing that I really love about that song from a production perspective is it just feels like it would have just been a lot of fun. Just finding just going how do we go from there to there how do we make it go from there to there what do we should we add oh let's take that away let's add that away oh let's put in seagulls let's do this let's put that like it just feels like a kind of song that would have to to write a 13 minutes 18, 18 minutes see I never make sure <laughs> well, the last five, five minutes <laughs> it was, it's brown and white noise well. at the end so. <laughs> but like you know there's and, and again because I know you're you, you know you're very um, you're very vision orientated and so I guess the song had a pretty clear path anyway but there must have been an element of really just going oh I'm just going to lead into this a bit and see what we can create totally which is probably very different to everything else that you do and was it kind of fun it was it was fun and it was really challenging it was really challenging to make it interesting for 18 minutes as well as boring enough that a kid would go to sleep (laughs) um was a really tricky mission to try and achieve um and it, we thought yeah. it was going to be like a cakewalk, this arrangement. And we were like, yeah, yeah, just cycle that a few times, fade yeah. it out, butter bing, butter boom, sleep mm-hmm. induction. And it became, it was just so much more complex. Um, and we, you know, we 
we assumed instruments would cut out and it would just be left a cappella to simulate, you know, mm. being alone with a child in the room as you put them to sleep, a single voice putting putting the child to sleep. That's how we expected the song to end. And we tried it. And we tried it and we were like, nope. And we tried a bunch of stuff and nope. And we tried six cycles, nope. Or oh, four cycles, nope. Mm. Or oh, eight cycles, nope. We spent many, many... This, as as you know, with these podcasts, usually there's a moment where I sort of have an intentional pause and we, we slide into a, a part of the song. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to have an intentional pause, but just because I think it's going to be really funny, I'm just going to go into the last 10 seconds <laughs> of white noise. Brown noise, yeah. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> I'm so relaxed. And yeah, we, we like and listen to song, every. I'm just gonna get. No, I'm just gonna play the white noise. We listen to every moment of that brown noise to make sure it's just right. <laughs> See, exactly. Yeah. I can hear. I mean, it's, I, mean I, I keep using the word meticulous, but it feels like every frequency is represented in that that noise at the end there. That's a great the, the example white, of yeah. us being meticulous. So it wasn't meticulously planned, and all our plans were you know, thrown out the window, but we were absolutely meticulous <clears throat> before we signed off. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, look, I think that that's testament to the entire album. Um, I'm going to a few more questions because we're just cruising up to the hour, <clears throat> which for some reason just now has become my benchmark. I don't, I don't know why, but that just seems to be where I sort of wrap things up. <laughs> But before we get there, I do want to just touch, uh, this is really all you, Meg, I think. I just want to touch on visually for the Tiptoe Giants now because it has been an, a desperately incredible, impressive progression from earlier clips into the to the recent clips. <laughs> God, I hope so. So, you, um, so is there, are you still at the stage where you are just taking each song for what it's worth or are you trying to create a visual image for Tiptoes or... Because obviously oh, with things, both, like, things like... Um, um, Feel calm inside. I, I, did you film that, or did you get someone in to film it? So that's you doing the camera work as well. Yeah. Oh, very, very nice. I'm very impressed. In her home. There, that was just that was just my lounge room. Yeah, right. What did you? Oh, that's so nerdy question. What did you film it on? On my iPhone. No, I hate you. You got to use what you got. You know, yeah, but I've got like one of these and I can't use it. So, you know, it's, no, it's not actually all about that. It's about using what you know how to. Um, exactly, yeah. But there, but there has been an extreme, like, bubble is amazing. Like, what, bubble a, great, a, what a fun clip. That's a very fun clip and it was hard to make, actually, even though we um, we collaborated with an, a young up-and-comer, um, a student videographer who... Um, you know, we, you know from school, V knows from school. And, um, yeah, he was just keen to build his portfolio. We were keen to get help because mm. it was – our visions were, were more exciting than our Yeah, there's a lot more depth in that. In yeah. that clip, you know, it's right. There's not a green screen. It's it's a, he, it's a depth of, of images. Yeah, and he he was great at helping us bring that to life. Um, but it was still a massive amount of of production for me. It's a huge amount of work. Um, but I had those lovely elements and some special effects that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to do alone. Um, but you know, I also figure stuff out as I go. Getting my my own head to explode was was all me. Is everyone so, as meticulous with the clips as you are with the songs? Does it go back and forth a million times over, or does it just it's you? Just go, this no, is it. This yeah. is it, everyone. I'm releasing it. No, I, no I, it goes back and it forth. It goes back and forth. Um, but 
yeah, I think um, I think the other two are easier to please than me. I don't know, but um, oh, that's, look, hey, you know how I feel about videos and stuff, and I, I think you need that's yeah. you need that's when you need someone because it is such a solitary creation thing, and even though you get someone's input at the end. You know, somebody might say, oh, can we change that? And you just kind of go, we can. Do you have any idea how long that's yeah, going to take? Yeah, My totally. computer's going to melt we if usually, I make that change. We usually um, vision board it, the concepts yeah. Yeah. together. Well, like your question was, you know, are we trying to build a particular tiptoe aesthetic or do we just take each song as it comes? And it's totally both. So we've been working really hard on, like, our, our outfits yeah, and, sure, sure. and things like that and our colours were very like particular about the actual pantones and stuff that we've been using. So we're, we're trying to do both. We're trying to really strengthen, um, you know, how we visually present. Um, but every song is its own piece of work and we try and create something that really honours that song um, and does the job for that song. So Bubble is a music and movement song. The video clip needed to be very dynamic, very bouncy, and I and think it bubbles. is. And using it's got a kids. dog in it, chewing a bubble. Greatest thing ever. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and we wanted it to feature kids to like model, rock, yeah, model yeah. the movements. There's um, one thing I personally love about doing clips is, um, and I don't think anyone else notices it but me, but I tend to have an exorbitant amount of hidden little trinkets and messages in all the clips. So if you look at everything and deeply, you'll find little bits and pieces that no one else will notice. Um, the bubble clip has V dancing on the corner of I Can Do Hard Things Street. Correct. I picked up yeah. on that and yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. I liked it. I went, rewind, 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 pause. Right. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. There are definitely, there are definitely little, little fingerprints and little um, signatures. It's like reading it's a book a hundred times, Sonic signatures right? in our music. Yeah. You know, my and Mr. Producer's, mine, Michael's um, secret handshake is in a couple of our, our yeah. songs sonically and we've definitely got a couple of... Um, you know, that is completely... Um, Contrary to the idea of secret handshake. But mm -hmm. it, oh, but you don't, you don't know what it is. <laughs> um, do we know what it is? I, I don't know, maybe. Um, you probably do. But, like, Bubble's a, a, a huge achievement for us in terms of, like, special effects and working with someone huge else. Huge views, like, so quickly. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, shooting up. Like we, we don't understand how the business of it all works. We just put it out. We just put it out there and hope for the yeah. best. And mm. it's that response has been very I've, I've worked it out if you need a hand. I've, I know very clearly how to keep them nice and low and <laughs> quiet. We're pretty good at that. Because you, well. you don't want to be overwhelmed. We've mastered you know? that so one. So I definitely I know how to... Just keep sliding in under the radar and have it ignored. Bubble, bubble, blow, blow, bubble, bubble, blow. Be like a bubble, be like a bubble. Here we go. My great sadness with the video clips is actually the video for um, what goes in your nose. Um, I think that is just a glorious video. Yeah. Lee came <clears> to <throat> me with an absolute like scene for scene storyboard that was so good. It didn't doesn't always come out because it you know we're oh, limited by our technical yeah. things. Yeah. But her storyboard was so dynamic. She prepared a whole yeah, lot, a lot of elements of for me. We did a lot of side by side time on that one. Yeah, it's a very visually just clever and fun and and it's very um i'm glad you brought that one up because i even though i like bubbles it feels like a more of a technical achievement nose fingers up your nose 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 what goes in your nose what goes in your nose <laughs> is definitely um 
it's it's just it's very clever. Like they're very simple images. It was a very clever yeah. designed clip, and it's yeah. very rapid fire. And there's so mm. much to like. You know, want to rewind and just double mm. check? Or what was that? Mm. An elephant, huh? You know, yeah. like it's it's um. It was really fun to make. And the song the song is rapid fire and quirky and playful. So mm. I feel like the video clip complements it yeah, so perfectly. perfectly. Yeah. And having the listies featured with their floating heads. Yeah. Which is actually not dissimilar to the Benny Time aesthetic. I thought yeah. that was quite cute. Yeah, it's kind of what happens, yeah, when you after this um Well they sent us one photo, we're like, Well Okay. <laughs> this one is gonna be yeah. <laughs> Okay, amazing. We've done the music. We've done the clips. One last question and then I'll let you... Eat cake. Yeah, eat cake and <laughs> hang around as long as you want, but I'll stop talking. Not stop talking to you. I'll stop asking you questions. <laughs> we'll just sit inside. Um, management is is not a silver bullet. We all know that. Um, but since we spoke last, you've obviously been picked up by Jeff Hughes. We picked Jeff up. You picked Jeff up. <laughs> yeah, Jeff is a, a mad music enthusiast. So... I don't, I don't really want to know what it's like. Like, does it increase the work? Do you get better shows? I mean, Jeff's an amazing guy and it seems for, for, from the outside it looks like it's building. But what does it do psychologically to have someone else who's not writing your music stand on the outside and go, I think it's amazing and I really want to support it? It helps a lot. and um, It helps give us space to be creative because it takes um, the burden of the business management, which none of us really particularly like or are interested or in. Or good at. Yeah. yeah. I've still got Mars um, taxing. I've got to fill out sitting on the yeah, table so up like, there. I'll get to tax, it. Like, la, 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 Jeff. <laughs> yeah. We, we get a letter and it's like, Jeff, there's mail. <laughs> so, yes, we love that. Yeah. And um, he's, he's learnt so much in the last few years and he's actually built a business, yeah. um, AED Artist Management. Yeah. Um, so he's he's doing really well and that's bubbling up for him as well. But, yeah, we we would be um, even slower than we are mm. if we were still doing everything DIY, all the management DIY. Um, yeah, it's it's a huge help if you're if you're willing to and have someone who you can bring onto your team. Yeah. And it's lovely. Again, just like we all have different skills and come from different angles, he does too. And so yeah. it's just another I mean, just, just to use the bubble reference again, <laughs> not to burst your bubble, but I don't think everyone gets the choice of being yeah. able to choose a manager to, to look after them. I think everyone would like to, like, it's a, it's a testament to who you are in the music and all that kind of stuff. And it's... Well, Jeff's an old friend. And, um, oh, is he? Yeah. We go way back long before there was any mm. music collaboration or business collaboration on the table. Mm. Um, and he saw us perform, not even as a full band, he just saw us do a duet in Melbourne one day and he was like, I, I just see the dream mm. I've had in the back of my mind coming to life when I look at you. And he's a huge music enthusiast. Mm. He goes to every show. He follows every artist like mm. really closely. He's just got music pumping through his veins and the industry pump, pumping through his veins. And he came to us and said, you know, you need support. And I've got this dream, and let's, let's help. It. Let's help each other and collaborate. Well, the albums, the albums, just it's it's amazing. And I think I think what's amazing about it is I like to I like to think I know a little bit about it, and I listen to a lot of it. Um, but what what this album does is I don't. It doesn't 
just establish who Tiptoe Giants are and where they're going. I think what it does is it really, it just elevates our industry and just elevates where we can be and what we can do. And there's a lot of that happening at the moment. And as a person on the outside looking in, it's it's really amazing. It's amazing. It's not just amazing to see the three of you do this great work. It's amazing for the industry to see things like this happen and be a benchmark of what's possible or what can be made. Um, and, you know, I think, I think I feel this album really means a lot. I, I think sure it really does. means a lot to the industry. I know it means a lot to the three of you and that's obviously that's prevalent in the music. That's not even a discussion to have. But I think this album, I think this album is really important for our industry. I think it's, I think it's an important thing for us as a group of um, people creating content for children need to just set a bar. As David Bowie says, you got to be, you got to be afraid of what you're doing, otherwise you're not getting better. And I think this album will scare a lot of us because it'll make us go right that's where we're at now that's what we need to do wow. so thank you wow benny that's such thank beautiful you, benny. feedback we didn't have industry in mind when we wrote this album we no, didn't of course not but you um, had children in mind and that's the point yeah that's yeah, what yeah, i'm yeah. getting at yeah. is but that's, you that's, had this is you're you're still creating this thinking only about children yeah, yeah. i think the beauty of and the, that's of the industry that we've got is people aren't trying to be each other they they're sticking in their lanes mm. and making the music that they want and that op- that creates an offering to our children that's diverse. Totally. Um, so, yeah. And we all celebrate each other. And it's making so music nice. we believe in and love and yeah. want to provide kids and, yeah. Well, thanks for coming in to my... Sitting on the floor of my study lounge, whatever this. this is. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It's been fun. Thanks, Benny. Yeah, great questions, Benny. If you'd like to know more about Meg, Lee and V, then head along to their website at tiptoegiants.com. And, of course, for more Benny Time goodness, head along to bennytime.com. Thanks for listening to me, Benny, asking Meg, Lee and V questions. 